the regular season sportscast with your host, Jay the Red Santee. On to 2018. New year, new me. Whatever. 2018 already. Yeah, this shit went fast. It seemed like only 18 years ago when we were talking about Y2K. <laughs> I was talking about Y2J, as in Chris Jericho, <laughs> making his re- making his oh, WWE debut. That. that was his whole persona. Yeah. Welcome to. But uh, I, 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 I think about what I started with with TRSS in the beginning of the year. Sitting there by myself in front of the computer in a dark room, mostly in my living room, having a couple of beers, spouting off about my personal shit and going off and getting in trouble with everybody around me. The ratings <laughs> may have been higher when you were doing that. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. There was a lot of people who were uh, who were scorned and burned by with the shit I was saying. But you know, transition through the, the following months and stuff uh try to make a rekindling of a friendship and a connection which seemed to fizzle and burn out didn't seem to work the same way continue the whole bashing of the the, the personal life thing continue that why not why not why, why, why just keep, keep it up believe me it, it'll make its return one way or another it will find its way back then we get to uh the opening of, of a new ventures after you know after episode 100 the you know the 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 revision of a co-host. Yes. Just Daniel steps into the place. Woo. So far, so good. It's been okay. It's been... Oh, fuck yeah. you, shit. It's, 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 because of this show, it seems as though your good luck has been fucking shining your way. Oh, man. Um, preparers Stop make punching over. Luck. You look like you're like fucking Nostradamus. Uh, uh, this not is going to come Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, yeah, to uh, adjust the mic. Shit. A New Year's uh, treat. Get, get, get used to it. You have, you, you're going to have some New Year's resolutions that you're going to have to discuss on the show today. No, I don't do resolutions anymore. I said, You have to. You have why? to do it for, at least for the show. No, I hate people that... Oh, for the show? All yeah, right, for the show. We'll yeah, yeah, for the show. I'm not talking I hate about people. Anything. The gym is so packed in January. Oh, Jesus. You don't even it know. It drives me insane. I'm already fucking stressing about that shit. Sign up for gym memberships in February when the membership is down and yeah. everyone's giving up. And you might it's actually cheaper. get discounts. Yeah. Exactly. Then fast forward to at the end of the year, which blew by so fucking quick, man. 2017 went by quick, man. Did it? To me, it did. It went way too fast. All of a sudden, it went from, uh, it went from, yay, new year. Damn, it's fucking hot. Oh, my God, it's cold. 2018. Freezing. Yeah, it did go by <laughs> fast. I had, a, I had a baby this year in February. So, you know, shout out to that. Um, did she, you have the baby or did your wife help Excuse me. That? Excuse me, Jay. Huh? Who wakes up and feed the ba- feeds the baby? In oh, the right. So okay. you did have the baby. Who clothes her? By the way, your C-section looks really nice. Who it, calms her down? It doesn't. Your C-section looks very good. Daddy daycare does it. You, they gave you the bikini cut. You able yes, to? It wasn't natural. I had to, you know, some cover. Can you imagine it. having that go through one place? Yikers! No, yeah. I'm good. But no, but congratulations on on that. And yeah. um, any more? That's it. We're done for okay. this year. Yeah, I'm done for this year. Are we gonna work? Who knows for, what next year's brings? We're working for the boy. Let's see. Let's see how much uh, we Jesus. drink for New Year's. Jesus Christ! I couldn't do it, man. I swear to you, you I never know. It. No, no, fuck that. I know. I couldn't do it. My daughter's ten. She'll be eleven. I'm in, I'm in my early 40s. I'm done, though. Like, yeah, baby mode is very difficult. I mean, I, my first kid was 22. 
I don't remember it being as difficult as this one. And I think it's because I just, I'm just 31 and have less patience. I think when you get old as a man, you have less patience. How old are you, sir? For drama. I'm, I'm, I'm 31, be 32 next month. Yeah, I, that's, that's when I had my first kid. I had my first kid at 31. So it was like, I was already done with the whole life that I had. Oh, so that's perfect for you because most people say you should have your first kid at the age of 30, a little bit more wiser, more experienced, and then you, you can do a better job raising your kid. It's funny. I said I was done with the, the, the rabble rousing of the world. Like you would fucking think I was like Hugh Hefner or some shit. Like I had a fucking stable of women or some shit like that. And it wasn't even that. It was just like, listen, all I got, right, who I wants got, to get this semen? All right. I, a guy, a guy can have a good summer and a good summer could be three, four, five under his belt. We feel like we're Hugh Hefner's. Listen, I've, I've been there. I've had a, I had a run. I had a harem. I had a, a, a brothel at one time. Like I had, I had a good span going on, but then I also had those. Year and a half stretches where it was drier than a Mojave. So I've year been there. Year and a half? Oh yeah, my, year and no. a half too. Yeah, I've been there. That's disgusting. I'm very sorry to hear that. Hey, let me tell you, after my separation with my daughter's mother, I say separation like if it was a divorce, hat leading. It was like, after my breakup, it was, yeah, it was about a year and a half, man. Shit. A year and a half? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what it is too? Is that. I wish I would have known you earlier. You got me some some poon? Definitely. Throw me some poon? Some, For some, sure. Some sympathy poon would have been thrown Absolutely. my way? Absolutely. <laughs> You know, I'm the ultimate wingman because you know I've been married skanks? since I was young. No, no. I'm the ultimate wingman. I've been married since I was young. So You, you know I some cousins that uh, pass them along. You know, you know some cousins that uh yeah, might be definitely. a little bit. Well, you might you might you might have, you to, might start. have to start again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, what, what it is is that sometimes you get into a flow where it's just like, you know what, like you really don't care. Cause you start being like, I gotta, gotta focus on me. I understand that you can get into a mode where it's, you get selfish, not selfish, but you get isolated and you become secluded. That can become a bitter that. motherfucker. Cause I end up sitting there going, fuck bitches. <laughs> it becomes one of those, it becomes one of those things. Yeah, I can see that. But other than that is welcome everybody to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santa. Just Daniel closing out 2017. Wow. Wow episode 110 damn you lasted this long shit usually this is when the benders start happening it's like oh no i didn't last 110 i'm in about no 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 no, i'm saying this this is episode 110 so it's like from 100 to 10 it's like wow oh yeah did i start at 100 yeah you came in at 100 i think so yeah so you've been it's 10 episodes deep we're in double digits i can't wait to the fact when you start going listen you know i don't know if i could do it this week you know it's happened a couple of times already don't worry about it you know my, my my daughter's mother is being all upset. My wife is acting up. She's saying like, "Why is it?" I can't wait for all that shit start kicking in. Listen, you it's think, like, bro, don't worry about it. You man. think I, you I know. think that the spending time issue hasn't popped up already? But I'm I am. Let me tell you something. All these gentlemen out there who are married. Oh shit! Hold if on. you do not control your household, okay, then what are you doing? If you put what you feel is enough time into your house, into your spouse, into your children, into your relationship. Why can't daddy have some me time? And despite the fact that I'm a very busy person because I have kids, a job and all that crap, you know, this is therapeutic. Control your household. Run your house. Put the pants on. Lace up your Timberlands and stop wearing them loose. And stop tucking those tight jeans in. Button up your shirt, put on a fitted, and walk around your house like a man. Take control. Your wife must not listen to the show. Absolutely not. (laughs) Those are the words of Just Daniel, ladies and gentlemen. 
spoken like a true kept man. So, <laughs> so you just before the mics went on, you said that um because we we acknowledge that we, everybody wants to know the progression of what happened to young Leo. Uh, he met his untimely demise. He and, did, and you guys have now. We have just picked up the ashes. What are you going to do with them? I don't know what she's going to do with them, but I hope she doesn't put it up somewhere where I have to constantly look at it, like in front of the bureau, where the, right below the TV or something like that. Because I don't want to be constantly Remind reminded that this that... guy used to mess up all my black clothes with his, with his fur. The cat that hated you. <laughs> I don't want to go through it. Here's a good cat. He's going to be in the bathroom. Cat's gonna be looking at you while you masturbate. <laughs> I don't care where she puts it; just put it out of my sight. No, it's gonna. Be, it's definitely, I don't want to see it. It's gonna be candles around. I it. mean, she is Puerto Rican, so she might do the typical Puerto Rican thing and throw the ashes in the sea when we go to Puerto Rico. Let's do that. I don't even know why people go to the beach anymore. You know how many ashes <laughs> have been poured exactly. into the sea? <laughs> I was just thinking about. That. Listen, I just had a conversation recently with my mother. Right, my mother had already. You know, she gave her her um her living will. To what she wants to do, she's like, "Listen, no, this yeah, yeah, was yeah. that recent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was probably like a week or two ago. Was it somber when? No. Or did you? Do you know who I am? Yeah, that's like, why I'm asking. I mean, let's be honest. So I said, uh, so I, you know, she, you know, she, she gave, probably was accept. She probably was expecting some comfort. No, and kindness. You really have not have a conversation with my mother. My mother's as much as an asshole as I am, and she generally just says, "Listen, do me a favor. Take what you can get. When the insurance, just burn me." And just put me out to sea. So I, I know one of her biggest things, and I'm, I'm still- NPR? Did she specifically say NPR? No, no. She just said ocean. Like, okay, okay. I could put it in the toilet if I want to. Oh, it's going to get there or whatever, but goodness. I- At I'm, least drive to Jones Beach. Yeah, bro. I'm a little bit more classier than that. I'm, no, I'm going to keep it Brooklyn. I'll probably do a Coney because, you know, she's Brooklyn bred. So okay. At least go to Coney. Yeah. So what I did was um, I told her, because we're one that doesn't like really like associate with- well, We love our family, but when it comes to functions- like we don't really want to be around our family, so I said, "You mean to tell me that you don't want to have like a wake with the family?" She goes, "Look, I don't, I, just, I don't even want any of that. Just, just, yeah. just do me a favor, just put me and think." And I know one of her biggest things is that she's always wanted to go to Hawaii. I'm still trying to plan that for her. I still want to get that done for her. That that's beautiful. Yeah, that's very beautiful, but very expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that I would do for her. So I, listen, I told her, I said, "Listen, if the you know the moment comes of your untimely demise, and." We 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 cremate you. Should I hold like a small vial of you, and then if I ever go to Hawaii, drop you off there? She goes, "Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah why not?" So I said, "Can I take your ashes and bring it to a family function and carry it around with me, like you still?" That's goes, a bit too much. I said, "You're an." A-. She goes, "You're an asshole if you do that." And please, you're desecrating the thought of what I want for my <laughs> for my for my death. Don't do that. But don't you love these family functions that you don't meet any of your family members and you have a thirty cousins? When you pop up in a funeral, oh, those you know the are one thing amazing. I love the one I I I've been to a couple, right? Not you know I I've been to a couple. Let's just say that the best thing I love about it is buying a nice new suit, getting a nice haircut, some brand new shoes, and pretending to be the most successful person in your life. <laughs> That's what I really enjoy doing at those functions. I work for I work for a Forbes five hundred company. Like, uh... <laughs> We're up. We're we're we're, we're number four ninety nine. But we're 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 we're, we're, we're climbing. Up. We're climbing. We're stepping up. Our projections are up. Yeah, we're looking good. We're looking real good. So yeah, yeah. No, no, oh yeah. What, what what do you do? You're still an electrician. You make good money though. That's good. Your wife is what? 
Cheating with your back. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry, sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you come by and fix my uh, lighting in my apartment? <laughs> I mean, my uh, duplex. I have drop ceilings that I need, I need new lighting for. It's a mess. No, when I go to my family functions, um, I've become that guy who has to do the speech. No. Yes. They give that job to you. Yes. I've done. I've done Yikes. the. Um, I've done. What is it called? The eulogies. For I think the majority of my family. No way. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid. I mean, my grandfather passed away. Uh, I had to be about. 19. Is it because they know you're in radio? I'm, they no, no. This is people. I tell you what. My grandfather passed away when I was 19, and I did his eulogy at 19 years old. Really? I made it a stand-up routine. There must be some really high achievers in your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 19, they throw that on you. Huh? Yeah, they, they throw it on my shoulder because number one, they knew that I was going to sit there and fucking turn it up. You know, I could, I, I, I could flip it. I could bring, I could bring joy. I could make you laugh. I could you make throw you cry. a joke in there. Yeah. yeah, of course. I, you know, I stand it up. It, you know, I do everything. I, you know, whatever, I, whatever it is. I feel I if, if, if a family member died at an appropriate age and it wasn't a tragedy, why not celebrate it? Why yeah. not make fun, like make poke a little fun and just celebrate the person's life? Well, my grandmother passed away two years ago, right? So of course they called me up to do the eulogy for that, and then. uh of course, I was doing my mix of of comedy and stuff, and I had to do two eulogies. I had to do one at the at the funeral home, and then I had to do it at the burial. Mm. So, at the burial, I turned I turned to the people. I said, "Listen, this isn't fair because when the moment that I go, who the fuck is gonna do my eulogy?" And That's everybody right. started laughing. And I said, "I guess I'm gonna have to pre-record my own." There shit. you go. <laughs> Write your own eulogy. That is nothing wrong with hit, that at all. And just hit play. Just hit play. Yeah. Let me do my own shit. That's not out of the norm. At all, <laughs> and we don't all do about, a will. Write your own eulogy. And we all doing this because it's all because of Leo. Leo and his untimely demise. Rest in peace, Leo. He's See you in, later. He's in God's hands now. Peace. <laughs> he's a, he's being carried by the Lord. So make sure you check us out on our media outlets. Check us out on Facebook on the liking group page. Check us out on the facebook which everybody is now group i'm glad that just daniel is getting up on it now thank you just daniel you you're, you're participating so much I, I, <laughs> I don't know i don't know what to think about it anymore i don't know what to do i have a hard time you know opening up voice messages and stuff like that oh so sorry to hear that i'm trying to figure out why this person texting me has a half moon next to his name <laughs> i don't know what's going on over there well so. Let's Who knows? Maybe, maybe, um, maybe that's a long lost cousin that's trying to, um, say night night or something. <laughs> no, this is a prick who's trying to make me go out tonight. Oh, okay. For a birthday party that I really don't want to go to, but it's in a really good restaurant with good food and I'm hungry. Oh, okay. So that, that, that'll work. They have good drinks as long as it's that. Yeah, they have good drinks. Make sure you check us out also on Instagram at the regular season sportscast. Check us out also on the Twitter at all WJ Santi and on YouTube at TRSS Turnbuckles Hapler. We share a page on YouTube. We share it because it's, it's all love. And make sure you check out RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net is where you get everything under the umbrella. You get all sports, TV shows, movies, comic books, all things wrestling related, pop culture, anything you want. Why go anywhere else? Listen, you want to look for, mm, let's just say, things about life. Go to Call Me When It's Over. Josie's Boy will help you out with that. You want to talk about the wrestling? Turbocal Tabloid is there. You got uh, Spider-Man inquiries. Very an issue. And if all things black, black is the new black. 
Right? <laughs> so you want to talk about life and get the answers to your deepest, darkest questions? Go to Oprah. Hire a therapist. Go to Oprah. <laughs> Oprah and Dr. Phil. All right, guys. Well, we got, we got, uh, few things. This week is a, it's, it's a quick rundown because there's not much, uh, not much in store. And plus, uh, just Daniel has a place to go to. He's very busy. Apparently. See, I, I need your lifestyle. I remember when I had my lifestyle. No, I never had a lifestyle like yours. I never did. I wish, I wish I wanted to sound like I'm that busy. The lifestyle was a lot better. Now it's not as much busy as obligation. Listen, your pockets got a little bit heavier. By the way, before we go into, you know, more of the show, I must say, put your hands together for just Daniel, who won the jobs fantasy football, the black hole fantasy football. He won. He's, he's a, he's a winner. He is the, 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 the receiver, the golden, um, place kicker. I'm I still, guess I'm it. still waiting for a, a belt. I, That's I, coming. That's coming. I would love to get a belt. You can't, uh, you know, I, I consider myself. You want, a, no, seriously, can you, it would be cool to have the belt, right? Absolutely. If I we keep, if we keep this league going, then we should definitely get a get a belt. Yeah, yeah. See, or some type of trophy. People said that it was kind of corny to do that. That's why I never really pushed it. But I think it's, it should be. Something. Well, well, and and we have a trophy, and and I'm I'm in several leagues, and we have a, a trophy that you put a plaque on your name, yeah. your your team's name, your name, and the year. So you know we're in like the eighth year there. So there's several people's plaques. Interestingly enough, I never won in that damn league in right. seven years in. Also, please give, so, get, run off your track record for what you've done yes. at the black hole league. Yes. Hospital league, hundred dollars per person. This is the fourth year of its inception. I've made the playoffs all four times, 12 man league, three championship appearances and i just won my second championship if i was a general manager i'd be getting a contract extension if i was a quarterback they'd be putting me in the hall of fame if i was eli manning it'd be time to retire either that or go to jacksonville goodbye eli <laughs> it's over when we come back we got this year uh, this week's rant this week's rant i want to talk about um I, 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 I don't know if you saw it, but it, it's something that you don't have to research. I just want to talk about the biggest news stories of uh, for sports in 2017. Let's do it. Yeah, it was a got, great year. Yeah, it, it was a some, really great year. It has some stuff, uh, some stuff to talk about there. Uh, also, we got Just Daniels' uh, Best Best this week. We're staying away from Best Best this week because this is an, an insanely crazy week where a lot of stars are sitting, but we can dedicate a segment to it. I want to talk about last week in which I went 4-0. And I'm telling you that the show's been good for you. And and just some tips about betting in general. Okay, but also I do want to do I do want to talk about your uh your look for the because it's 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 on the it's on the ledger there we have it there for um NFL player um NFL playoff looks. Yes, we can definitely do that. All right, we'll talk about that. Also, we'll make some uh make some picks about uh who's getting in, who's who's gonna be out, who you think it is. And also, we got talking sports and shit. So, guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. And listen. Make sure you guys uh start throwing your money down on that Ric Flair holiday album. Uh, if you didn't hear about it, you're gonna hear about it this week. It's again. amazing. It's it's listen, on repeat in my car. You got to get it. You have to get it. Ric Flair sings the holiday songs that you all love. Don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around. We'll be back back in a sec. Well, my friends, it's that time of year again. The holidays are here. We bring together family, fun, gifts, sharing, and love. But with that, we also get music. Do you love the holidays? Do you love wrestling? Well, in association with Nature Boy Records and Four Horsemen Productions brings to you Ric Flair Sings the Holidays. 
This compilation album brings to you the best of Ric Flair and his flamboyant style, as well as his love for the holiday songs and cheery music we all love to hear. Listen to Rick as he sings songs such as... Rick also loves to sing the holiday classic by Bing Crosby, White Christmas. Listen as Rick gets sentimental while singing Silent Night. One of Rick's favorite songs is one about that jolly old snowman with the corncob nose. The Nature Boy also loves to do the pop Christmas hits as he does Wham's Last Christmas. There's nothing better than combining the love of wrestling with the love of the holiday season. Ric Flair sings the holidays is the perfect stocking stuffer for the ones you love. Love the figure four leg lock and also love giving presents to those in their family, friends, and inner circle. Ric Flair sings the holidays is the perfect gift for that special someone who enjoys wooing. Let me tell you something, brother. Ric Flair, the nature boy, is a sleigh riding, reindeer flying, ho ho hoing. Kind of guy. Woo! You come down here with the nature boy. I have a pole for you to ride on. The North Pole, that is. Woo! Four horsemen for life. And if you're a good boy and girl, the nature boy will bring you a Rolex just like mine. Woo! Happy holidays, everyone. Woo! This product is brought to you by. Turbuckle tabloid. Hey, motherfucker, this is Leticia. Leti la loca, okay? And you're listening to the regular season sportscast. Queen Bitch Ratchet Radio. And bring my blunt, nigga, because a bitch want to get lit, okay? This week's rants. 2017 had its up as, well, I wouldn't even say ups and downs. It was more of a, a thing to where big stories hit and it clashed with things that we had to do with everyday life. Yes. For instance, you know, we'll get into the NFL stuff in a minute. Uh, we also have, you know, the clashing of, of, of storylines when it comes to um, sexual allegations and stuff like that. But you also had these 
inspirational news stories that just uh came out of the blue like like for instance off the top of the head i i i have to say that one of the big stories for me that was a positive that was actually a good look was the houston astros winning yes. the world series championship man. absolutely especially given especially given what happened to houston after hurricane harvey right you know it was so inspirational for that city to have something to cheer for and plus that team is filled with so many characters that you can just see just enjoy playing the game it was right. fun for them to see one it was one of those things to where i remember i remember telling the story before where they were they were down on out team in the nl they they got uh they were there. They were trained. They were transferred over to the AL. They were still in the rough and tough, uh, I guess, situations where like this team didn't look like they were going to be anything. And then piece by piece were, were put into place in which I pray that the Mets could do the same, but I don't think it's going to happen. And when they went to the American League, we thought they were dead in the water. Yeah, they, were, they were a doorman in the National League for years. And but look what look, you know the division that they were in. It looked like they was like, uh, when when can they climb out of this or whatever? But you know, the giving give what the administration, the general managers were able to do. They were able to invest in you know young ball players, give shots to players that people didn't want to give shots to, make key acquisitions here and there. And it took you know two, three, four years, but. They, the stepping stone was there. Pitching started clicking. Yeah. They found a way to have a uh, a reserve of uh, of uh, relief that can help you know their their, their struggling starters. That's right. They found uh, players like Altuve who came in and will give you that 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 that, that pop that's needed to play. Yes. This was a team that was like geared up and ready to go. And this year we had the clashing of. What I think the MLB was looking for was two powerhouse teams. You had the Houston Astros and the LA Dodgers playing in the World Series, and it was a good look. It was, it, it, I, I think, I think it fell flat a little bit because it wasn't what everybody expected it to be. Because you know, you know, the Dodgers fell a little bit of uh, what the strength of what the Astros were playing. Yeah, but the playoffs was so in. Engaging, like the playoffs was, were engaging. Yeah. The World Series actually didn't go seven games. Yeah, but it, it was went. still it was, it was seven games. But it was like it wasn't the seven games that everybody wanted. They wanted to the, the flare. You know, there yeah. was there was there was. Well, they wanted L.A. New York. They wanted Dodgers Yankees. Right. But it turned out to be a very good World Series. Not a great one, but a very good one. And like you said, the playoffs were just. You couldn't turn them off. Right. It was amazing to watch. But uh, definitely a shout-out to the Houston Astros for galvanizing the city of Houston. That's a good word. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Also, uh, 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 another um, another look that sports needed to see was uh, in the NFL was everybody thought that the, the Super Bowl was going to be, eh, yeah. you had you had, uh, you had the returning Tom Brady – who was uh had to sit four games? Probably f- the greatest game I've ever watched in person. Yeah, but on paper, everybody on paper everybody was sitting. <laughs> New England was favored in this game by three points. Right, right. Atlanta was the faster, more athletic team. Defense was clicking. The hottest team clicking. The best receiver, the better offensive pieces, the better defense. Coaching they were, was they were on phenomenal. Whenever they had it, they had it going. Incredible, twenty-eight to three. That's what everybody remembers. One of the greatest. Yeah, of course. Let me tell you, I I can tell you exactly what I was. You said you were drunk. 
Yes, I was. I was. Um, but I remember because I I won five hundred dollars on that game. How? Because I bet someone bet Atlanta and I bet with New England. How can you bet against Brady and Belichick? I can't do it. I won't do it. Until, oh, I thought it was something until like they lose did, me money. I thought you had like the like small bets going on and it calculated to like the five hundred. No straight bet that much. Wow, yeah. five hundred shit. Yeah, I know. That's why I was drunk because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> when they were down twenty eight to three, I said I might as well get wasted. I remember I I, I was watching the game and I usually I have a Super Bowl party, but you know I had to work that night, so I was like, you know, let me just sit at home, chill. So when I saw the score. I was like, shit, you know what? Let me go. It was, you know, the middle of the third. I said, let me go to fuck to sleep. I got to be working in the next hour and a half. I said, let me get a nap in or whatever before I go. I woke up. It was about 10 to 11. And no, mind you, it wasn't even like that. I kept getting alerts on my phone. And I'm thinking it's like, you know, pages, you know, text or whatever. From what, were the, what were the alerts saying? Matt Ryan sucks? No, it was like. The, Run the like, ball? No, it was a score. Just keep. It kept okay. hitting. It kept hitting. And I'm just looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I said, what the fuck is going on here? Well, first, Finally, when I woke up, it was two minutes left in the fourth. You were sleeping during the I was game? sleeping the whole. Oh, the, my goodness. The, the, when it but was, you I woke told, up at the perfect time. Yeah, it was 28-3. It was like. I, I told you, it was like a middle of the third. I was like. Get, it was already progressing. It's like this fucking game's over. Let me fucking go to sleep. Then um when I went was up to go to work, they were about to start going into fucking overtime. So what the fuck happened here? That's right. Listen, it was not only the largest comeback in Super Bowl history, twenty five points right. in blue. In the middle of the third. This wasn't the twenty five point in the second quarter. Yeah, it was the middle of the, the third. third. Okay. It was also the first overtime game in, in the history su- of the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Right. So it was such a compelling game. It it just solidified Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm saying that as a Jets fan. Please, I don't want to say this, but you got to respect the greatness. <laughs> it's pulling teeth and, right and, now. And, and it solidified Bill Belichick as as the greatest coach in NFL history. Right. Okay. They might as well name it the Belichick Trophy. Dissecting. Exactly. He dissected a fucking defense, which is amazing. With that carrying over, I'd like to also carry over with this season with the NFL was that we saw, uh, we saw some, 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 some painful losses when it came to players. Top notch players were, were, were injured early on. Bevier injuries this year. Yeah. Yeah. We, we saw, but there's injuries every year. Yeah. But this year saw some key players, especially you being a fantasy football guy. You yeah. Know, saw some key David Johnson, Odell Beckham, Aaron Rodgers, the key players go, go down. You had a, you had a, uh, Deshaun Watson who was on the rise Absolutely. that everybody was watching. That was and, devastating. And, you know, you had a cut, you had, you had some key guys that was going in and then you had the emergence. Of players who, who who started to shine, who started to come up. You had team, not even players. You had teams mm-hmm. that out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Sam Bradford who went out, and yeah. then Case Minnesota. Keenum, and then mm-hmm. Case Keenum comes in. Jacksonville. It's just like boom. Jacksonville's defense. Yeah, starting the show. You know, everybody had like uh, Alvin uh, Kamara a, looks like a star. And oh Orleans. my goodness, it's amazing. Uh, we have even the 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 even though people didn't even care about san francisco when guapolo got there yeah now all of a sudden it's like whoa this is a fucking team we got to watch for for possibly for 2018 because this now, is their their guapolo's four he, since he's been there they gave him no shot against jacksonville last and he week. dissected them he, he was a surgeon on he the was field. surgical they they are going to be next year's la rams I i've been so. saying this for the whole, i've been saying this since they traded for Garoppolo. i think a lot of teams are now going to start saying a lot excuse me, not the teams a lot of players are going to start saying i might want to go to san francisco next year one the only thing you need in the nfl 
is a franchise quarterback. Once you get that, and you, said you that, always have a chance. You argue with me about that, uh, about the whole uh, Eli situation, which is another thing. We had Eli who... Um, yes, that's why the Giants, they're sitting there at number two. Rosen, Darnold, they don't want to play for Cleveland. They're sitting in the perfect position. Just draft one of these quarterbacks. If you want them to sit for a year and give Eli another shot, I have no problem with that. But find your next quarterback. This is a Will rare Eli chance. Will Eli do that, though? No. Well, play Eli this year. No, I want to say, will Eli sit next year? Eli, if, he stays with the giving, if, if he stays with the Giants. They'll be giving him a break by having him play this year. Right. He, he's done. You've watched him. He's never been a, a sling at quarterback anyway. Right. Okay? So this last two or three years, he's been finished. If it wasn't for Odell Beckham, where would they be? Uh, No, it's time for him to 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 put the, the pads away. And if, he want, if the Giants want to keep him, keep him. Okay? If you want to have him start a couple of games and see how they do... Okay, that's fine, but it should be a very short leash. And if they should sit down and talk with him, if he wants to move on, let him move on. Don't be beholden to stars. New England doesn't operate that way. Right. And you know you can't. You Eli deserves a lot of credit. He's won two Super Bowls, but the Giants have also paid him in excess of a hundred million dollars. There's it's one not thing like I, he's been playing for free. There's one thing I d- I would say about um, and probably I should save it for. You know what? I'll save it for for um. Talking sports and shit, but I, I have to say that when it came to the when it when it came to the NFL, we had re, we had teams just like the LA Rams who fucking they don't have fucking fans going to their games. Yeah, and look they at have the fans now. Now, now they are. <laughs> now everybody popping. Now everybody. The Philadelphia Eagles became this fucking team that everybody's like, whoa, that's right. You know, and their quarterback went down, and still it's like. Uh, you still they're not they're not a Super Bowl contender anymore. But still, it's still it's still an inspirational team. But definitely, but in in all honesty, we have all these stories in the NFL, and the biggest story, despite all these wonderful stories, Kamara Jacksonville, despite all the injuries, the biggest story in the NFL this year has been the players' social injustice, the kneeling, President Trump. Kaepernick, right? That's been the biggest story this year. Ratings, been, yeah. There's everything. been a lot of a lot of stories in which that it's been overshadowed and, because of this. Yes, and Trump, and and this story was big before Trump. When Trump said what he said, it took it to a whole nother level. It made it a national story. Now it was already a national story, but now it was a national story where people who don't even know anything about football were involved. Yeah. And that's when things start to go left. And that's when, exactly, that's when it goes weird because once you, it's like, why the fuck are you getting involved in a story that you don't even know nothing about? You just want to say like, hey, you know what? If the fucking players want to take a knee, then fuck them then. They ain't American. What's a touchdown? Something that them do. Exactly. It's like, what the fuck? And like, you know, who, you don't even here. know anything about football. Who cares? But then the other aspect of the NFL, which I can say is, Although, I, 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 it's unfortunate for me, but me being a football fan is that their ratings went down, their numbers went down. They're not the fucking big team that they, they, the, the big league that everybody thinks it is. There is the emergence of the fucking NBA. Yes. The NBA is seen. Well, the, the, M- the NBA, the NBA has been flourishing and has always been a player's league. And what the NBA has always done was make their offseason just, and what the NFL is starting to do, is make their offseason just as compelling as the regular season. Sometimes it's even more because nobody, I like NBA, you know, but the things don't start, the, the damn season doesn't start to heat up until after the All-Star break. That's when people start to watch. And then the playoffs 
it, they don't really heat up till till the second round at least. There's good games, but people are not compelled because most of the time you know who's in the finals already. But this offseason, you saw trade after trade. You know, Chris Paul going to Houston. You saw Carmelo Anthony and Paul George going to OKC. You saw yeah. Jimmy Butler go to Minnesota. Gordon Hayward leaves Utah and goes to Goes to Boston. Got hurt the first game. Kyrie Kyrie Irving says, I don't want to play with you, LeBron. I want to be with my own man. Had and a he goes humongous to game this past fucking night. Exactly. Like, right. So it, the the storytelling this week and and just this season in the NBA has been more of a of a of a romanticized type of uh, of angle than the NFL or any sport. I'm honestly really more of the belief that the NBA is becoming. Now the mo- the biggest assurgence of what sports is. I'm really enjoying it, man. Yeah, it, it really is. You got you have Kevin Durant who left a team and was known known as the biggest turncoat because he he left the team and 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 you you jumped on the 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 biggest fucking powerhouse in the NBA and you got yourself a championship. Yeah, and, you know, and people are still calling him the the, the Benedict Arnold of the NBA and stuff. But like things that. are starting to turn now in the public light. What happened this week? Now, there's talks of him being the best player in the NBA right now. That LeBron is having to pass the torch. When you win, it solves many problems. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, many great stories. Many great stories. And those were some of the the biggest stories of the sports year. There were so many other stories from Laval Ball and his family and, and that circus that's been going on. That's that was a huge story this year, the emergence of the of the sports Kardashians. We also had another <laughs> sports Kardashian. We it. also had stories of of you know uh dark clouds invading over the Olympics with Russia and their sanctions with steroids. And look at and, that, they're not America. allowed to be in the, Olymp- the exactly. Olympics anymore. And then we had the president resign of the American Olympic Committee because one of their trainers was was accused of sexual misconduct. Yeah, and, you know a lot of a lot well, of the gymnastics them. teams. It's crazy, and it's funny because exactly I, it's funny, but not funny. But I've always thought that this was something that would have been brought up years brought up ago. Years ago, right? Because right. you know, I I used to, I go front. I, I love the gymnastics. No, I'm I love the Olympics. I, I competed in gymnastics as a kid. When I was younger, I I I, I, com- I competed competitively. Not people, really? not many competitively. People know, competitively, really. Food for thought. Do you I, still have one of your leotard outfits? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I might. I I, I competed against. Um, I'm gonna believe that uh, if not Donald Jr. but Eric was a gymnast as well, and I competed against him in in competitions. Really? Yeah. When I this had to be when I was like eight nine years old i i competed until i was about 10 11 years old and um yeah i i always thought because i can it was see that so accessible being, i can see no no being, not, being, not not really being athletic, flexible being, no well everyone's flexible when they're young but i can see you having that that freakish strength like that country strong strength that weird you be on the rings smoking a cigarette and just lift yourself <laughs> up like vince vaughn in the in that movie and after that i salute the judges and drink a beer and shit like that. there you go but no, I it, it I always thought that that was gonna be something that came out early, and I'm I'm it's unfortunate to hear that it's coming out coming out now. Then we have the allegations from the you know collegiately, which I knew was happening with oh the NCAA, the recruits. Yeah, oh, of course. we've known that with for the years. Recruits. But and, for them to catch Rick Pitino and his, I still to still say to this day he's a scapegoat. I don't think he's a scapegoat. I think I think he may be the poster boy for it, but but this guy's had it coming. I also this, think this guy's had it coming. For I years. think he's one he, of those things. He had an know. affair with one of his with one of his coach's assistants' wives, 
Who does that? What, that, what does that have to do with recruiting, Who does though? that? No, but he had it coming. He's a slime ball, bro. Oh, please. He's a slime ball, bro. Listen. He's, he paid. No. He had a brothel run <laughs> uh, two dorm rooms across the street from his from his office, and he knew nothing about it. Listen, that's Come the on. only thing I can say is that he Karma gave, brings down people who deserve to be brought down sometimes. That's the only thing I can say is that he can sit there and say, I knew nothing about it. It's yeah, like, come on. All right, then you shouldn't be because you're supposed to have your finger on the pulse of everything that goes on. But exactly. I still think he's a scapegoat because there's a lot of uh, uh, um, well, other people are going recruiters. down. He's just the biggest name, right? Everybody needs to get hit up with that. Then you also had the 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 uh, the the <laughs> I can't I can't even like even we had fathom. Big- I can't even fathom the whole thing with the NFL with the with the fucking like we talked about with the with the anthem and all this shit. Is it really that fucking serious? It's serious. It's serious for some people because it's crossing the line from sports to social justice. When you feel as a people that you're not being treated equally as other people, which we know in this country to be a fact, then it can hurt. And I can only imagine. You see, I tried it. What I've always said about this situation is that both sides need to be better. Okay, cops need to be better. The NYPD needs to have more stringent policies in place. Their hiring processes and their training processes need to be better. And they need to be more compassionate towards people. They need to be better. But also, people need to be better. If you're walking down the damn street and a cop tells you to stop, let me search you. You know what? Just shut the fuck up and do what the cop says. Let me tell you. And you might not have a problem. I understand all that. But I'm talking about you're taking a knee because you're taking a stance. Fine. Do it. I've been saying it for the longest. Nobody cared about this until Kaepernick made it a uh, 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 fucking stance about it. And he didn't even make, take a stance about it. What he did was is that he took the knee until somebody who had a camera said, hey, why is he not saluting the flag? Why is he not doing it? Was, yo, I, I say to this day, when I go to games, a national anthem goes out, people have their phones yeah. out and they're going, Oh, oh, let's, let me address yeah. this. This is, this is so See, beautiful. But the people who are talking during the national anthem, they'll be the first ones to be all patriotic. Exactly. So. I, I, that's why I said it's so fucking. I, I don't think it's that fucking. Listen, people big. fight overseas. People have fought and died overseas in wars for our right for freedom of speech. Let them portray their freedom of speech. Yeah. That's it. Let them do it. And, and another, another big sports story of the year was probably the greatest duping of, of a spectacle of all time, the McGregor Mayweather fight. It's funny because not many people had that as their number one on the best of 2017. I had it they I had it as a number one because you know why? It was the biggest appeal of sports. Yes. You had a guy coming from MMA to box and the big lead up was crazy for it. It was crazy. And it was just like who would have thought that people would actually buy this shit? I wouldn't have. Bought, I, I didn't pay for this but that, shit. That was the beauty of it. The hype train. By the way, you utterly disgusted by showing that pic. That's you, <laughs> nasty nigga. Make sure Uncle the- Fred in the building, yo. <laughs> but listen, that was that was the beauty of it. That shit Everyone like a, knew. That shit like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> Damn, shit, I'm over here hungry. You talking about cinnamon rolls? Yeah, you probably eat that shit. Jesus Christ, yo. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, no, that what that was a story because who who would have thought that McGregor would actually did ten rounds? Well, a lot of people say that Mayweather Mayweather carried him whatever. Either case, rounds. either case, it still happened. Now there's talks of him going into the to, to the octagon. 
which I pray does happen because I really it's not going to happen. I, no, I don't think it's so either. Happen. I think that he's just buying into the UFC. Yeah, but it was, it was. We knew the the fight was a sham. We knew Mayweather was going to win, but it still was entertaining to watch. Right. You still had to purchase it. You still had to go see it. Right. You still had to view it. So it, you know, it it was worth it. Yeah, I I, I still had to say that. For, for, for the most captivating, best thing in the movie, it had to be that. It had to be because it, it was a slow build. Even I was like, this is not going to happen. This is bullshit. When they finally fucking signed it and it was done and then they had the whole build up, um, month by month, week by week, and then day by day you soared the way in and everything and then it happened. It was like shit. The fight was actually better than what I thought it was going to be though. I did too. Because McGregor, the first few rounds, that fight was a tie through round four or five. I thought that he actually was going to beat him. I, th- I did. Then he got tired, and then Mayweather went to work. But that's what Mayweather does. He's He's got 15 years. Yeah, man. McGregor had 15 years on him. There was no way, you know. And, and, and whether you like Floyd or not, pound for pound, he's the greatest boxer that I've seen in my Defensive generation. boxer. De- well, tactician. Let's, tactician. let's call him okay. that. Yeah. He's one of the greatest that I've ever seen. So what's your guys' thoughts? What was your best news story, the best story of, of 2017 when it came to sports? Uh, like I said, make sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. Guys, when we come back, we're going to be talking sports and shit. Uncle Fred is in the building. I, I do want... We're gonna talk NBA, so he he's gonna jump in somewhere online because he's he's gonna he, he says he doesn't like it. He got his do rag on and shit. Very black, very very Brownsville. That's what we do. All right. Very Henny. <laughs> he's Henny up. I love Henny. Might take a shot when we come back, guys. Just Daniel, Uncle Fred, and Jada Red Santi in the building. Stick around, guys. Yo, it's the Dairy Man, Mike. Make sure you listen to the regular season sportscast. Man, we talking sports and shit. I got to tell you something. Probably one of the greatest games that just occurred in this past fucking week. This season was that Houston fucking Rockets and Boston Celtics game. <laughs> James <laughs> Harden, two offensive fouls in the last <laughs> What are you doing? But you know what? I'm glad that they blew it on him, though. Marcus Smart. Play smart. Play smart. You play smart. He can't shoot a jump shot, but he can. Nah, he did, he did what he knows his role. That's what he did. He, he was able to get the fucking calls that was needed. Right he up under to. the beard. Exactly. They went, what was it? Uh, it was 26 points? Yeah, they, they were 20, down. 26 they, point comeback? Mm-hmm. Ain't that what Kyrie finished with? By the way, that's, I just, off the mic, I said that, um, John Wall is probably my favorite player in the NBA, but I gotta say that right behind him, it's gotta be fucking Kyrie. I love, yo, that's, yo, that guy's a fucking problem, son. His, his ability to finish at the rim with both hands is what makes him special. And his handle and is his, ridiculous. His yeah. And it's starting to rub off on a lot of other guys too, like. Yeah. But Boston, Boston has been extremely patient with their young stars. Jace Tatum looks like he's going to be the next Carmelo Anthony. The way he can score the ball, yeah. But but he's he looks a little bit more athletic. But I think he's him. also a bit aggressive as well and, with and it. This too. other kid, this other kid that they have, what what's his name? That he couldn't shoot a jump shot last year. He's he, they've had him for two years, and all of a sudden he's making all of these threes. And it's not Rose. Rosier, it's it's some this this other kid that they have an incredible young talent, and and he's scoring in an incredible pace right now. Let me now. tell you, I gotta say that the NBA right now is looking like a fucking. I told you, we said in the previous segment, I said you got to get up on it and fucking watch it. Look, Vince Carter just scored fucking. He went ham wasn't, against wasn't the that, Cavs. Wasn't that beautiful though? He but, went ham on the Cavs. But Vince Carter's got to be one of the most underrated 
players to ever play this game. I don't think he's underrated. When you think of Vince think Carter, what now, do you think of? What do the no, dunking, what is dunking? dunking. Why? Yeah, dunking. Why? No. Dunking. He had a fadeaway. Yeah. He had a he had a step up game. He had a post up game for but the a other guard. Thing with, he the, can shoot threes. The other thing with that is kid. the other thing is that he's under, he's one of those players that knows that he's going to deteriorate through age. So he's going to find a way to make plays happen other ways and he i progresses. think that, yeah, he, he showed improvement he, listen he's um he's my, what is he my age he's like 40 41 like something like that he's in his 40s oh by the way jalen brown which was oh, that's who i'm talking about, about. Jaylen brown, this yeah. kid could have hit a jump shot last year and all of a sudden he's like fifth in the league in three-point percentage I, so. I, I i that's what i'm saying the nba is now becoming one of those things to where like motherfuckers are starting to click the ratings are going up they're starting to watch more of tnt uh nba on tnt and shit like yeah. it's, it's it's going off uncle fred is in the building uncle fred is uncle fred when you do when you ref these games because you, you you ref youth games we looking at the officiating now that's going in the nba we saw last night with the james harden plays uh we were watching that uh lebron is crying about you know he says uh, it's not a foul that's the only thing that upsets him he says it's not a foul you know, give me give me a reason why it's not a foul. That's what he's looking for. What when you, when you officiate? Because you do besides coaching, you officiate as well. What is it? What you what what do you do when you go into these games when you officiate? Bro, my first thing, even before the games start, is that when we call out the captains, mm. just let them know that I'm, we're just here to manage the game. Right. Play as hard as you can for as long as you can. I'm allow a guy to get bumped every now and then because basketball is physical to a certain extent. When it becomes where. A person gets an advantage because he has to do something to counter your your goodness or whatever you do as well. Then I have to blow that as a foul. Is the NBA starting to pussify themselves by Absolutely. doing this? Absolutely. Now, now let me ask you a question, Uncle Fred, because this is the biggest question that I've been asked, and I feel a certain way about it. You call the game equally throughout. Is there ever a point where you would just consider swallowing the whistle? Is is the game officiated differently in the last minute and the last possessions of the game? Do you keep it the same, or do you keep, or do you keep the context of the game in your back pocket and say, you know what, let the players decide this. I'm going to swallow the whistle on this play. There's two things I can say about that. For one, they tell us in the training, right, that the first three four minutes of the game, do not use your whistle. Let the game let the game flow. Really? Yes. They tell you let the game flow because you got to fill out. The players themselves, because you don't really know everybody, they are the teams. You have to let them run up and down and see what's, what, what works, what doesn't work, what type of caliber of players you have. Nowadays, with these referees, I think they just want to be a part of the game. Instead of them just realizing the rules are the rules and just call the rules, like you're supposed to, if it's a 20 point blowout, you're supposed to referee the game the same way. Okay. If it's, if a two point lead, what referee the game the same way. Yeah. If that's a foul, that's a foul. If you if if he fouls him, it's a foul. It doesn't matter what stage see, of the game and, is. You just gotta call it. And I've always thought that that was the wrong approach to take a basketball game in. You everything is not equal. The first quarter is not equal to the third quarter. The third quarter is not equal to the fourth quarter. The last possession of the game is not equal to the first possession of the game. I never heard it the way you just told me. Let the game create its own personality and flow in the beginning. I've never heard that. I've always been an advocate of, listen, at the end of the game, let the players decide the game. And let the players know. Listen, let the offensive team know. Not the defensive team, because then they might abuse it. Listen, I'm not going to call a ticky-tack foul on this play. Okay? So be ready to go up strong. Okay? I, I, I always believed in that. But 
what you just said in the beginning of the game, letting the flow go, that's something that's just new to me. But it makes it makes a lot of sense. I don't think it should be refed equally throughout the whole game. Even though it may go against the rules, I like the premise of keeping in context the timing of the game. And coaching. Do you think in coaching wise, do you think with, with with coaching, you being a coach as well, do you think that you play to the, the ref's weakness a lot? Do you do you find that you find a way that uh the ref is been lackluster and how they're making calls here and there. Do you find a way that you say, let me play off to this until all of a sudden you could find a weakness. So you say, you know what? I'm going to play off to this fucking ref. I got to play. I got to, I got a game plan against not only against the opposing team, but I got to play off against the fucking referees that I have here. Do you think about that as well when you're doing that? Um, yeah. The, the funny thing about it is like sometime that late, cause we've seen some fucking refs. There's I certain, there's certain ref with certain people that, no, I but have... I say when you coach, mm. cause we've coached against some motherfuckers and we know, who blows a whistle? Who knows what's like? Mm-hmm. And we we've argued with a lot of these motherfuckers, and we 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 been in the trenches where we were like, yo, this motherfucker's not gonna give you the whistle. We gonna go hand. We gonna go in on this. Did you find mm-hmm. that you have to battle that as well? I'm gonna say this: when I took the referee class, it allows you now to look at the game so much more differently. Oh, you done? You been pussyfied as well? No. What, what, <laughs> what it is? What it is? What, no. What it is though? The more you go hard at the ref. Because I, no matter the what less he'll give say, you. the now, less he give you. Now you got they the can fu- say what they want to say. Motherfucker, right. take it personal. Right. Now you got the they fu- take it personal. Now you got the Foot Locker shirt. Now, now you pussyfied. Fuck nah, out of nah, here. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's, it's, no, you got to build a relationship yes. with the referee, and all you ask for the referee in return is just, yo, be honest with me. How you go? How you guys are calling this game tonight? So that I know, so that I can be better prepared. Which is funny because, like I said, I, I was telling just Danny before you came in, like we we've been on you know tournaments we played and coach. I mean, we coach a lot of teams or whatever. And you were, let's just say, um, call it what you call it. Not the, not the best of, <laughs> of high caliber of coaches mm-hmm. when they, uh, although I can say I've learned a lot from him, but the thing was when it came to emotional effectiveness in a, in a game situation, he's taking it to far beyond the extreme because he's a guy who takes it more personal. He well, took it per- personal. Have you changed that up during, during your, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause you know, you know what? What also makes that crazy when you look at it is that the one thing that kids look at when they, when you call a timeout and when you come, when they come to the sideline is where you at with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm crazy the whole entire time, yeah. what they expect when they come to the sideline? Me being crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my whole approach now, because I referee is like, you know what? We never going to lose a game because I'm crazy. If a team is just better than us, then they're better than us. What I'm going to do is I'm going to work the sideline even more now. My terminology when I talk to officials are different. They're from the book. Yeah. So, so now my now when they have to explain something to me, they don't have to explain it to me correctly. You see, now they don't do that. Th- this is this is this is interesting. So you you took that referee class. What's the biggest thing you took away from taking that class? Um. Not showing up a referee because I used to do and make sure the they time. give you your money. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. I used not, to show them up all the time. Don't show them up. Don't show them. Don't up. get the crowd against them. Don't get you know. Just allow Try him not to, to embarrass yeah. them. And that's the major. That's the word. That's the word. Don't embarrass them because at the end of the day, when you when you don't do that, they tend to now like, oh, sh- he's not an asshole. I mean, I had that that cloud over me. No, he's an asshole. He's mad aggressive. He's mad confrontational. I'm not confrontational anymore. So now when they look at me, they'll be like, oh, shit. He's not saying nothing. No. By the way, that fucking I'm, game is fucking awesome. I'm going to allow you fucking live to referee the game. Live. But explain it to me when I want you to explain it to me. Exactly. What you're doing. I think that's fair. I think you tell the referee beforehand, listen, we're not going to agree on everything, but I want a decent 
logical explanation for why you're calling this and if it's going to be called consistently throughout the night. You give me that, I'll give you respect and I won't show you up. I think that's fair. When I coached 9 to 11 year olds, I always, always had a, and there was only one ref. Right. Which is insane. Bullshit. There should I, always be two refs in the always, game. We always, at least. Argue, we always argue that. At least there if should always was, be two if refs. It was, if it, we always said if it's like, um, what, what we said, under, under eight, um, um, under eight league, like, fine, you could have one ref. You could do well, well, in this league, it was nine to 11 year olds. Yeah, so they yeah. had one we always, ref. We always said if it's, um, eight and under, we always said that one ref is fine. But I always personally. But when it was like, and anything above that, we always wanted two refs. Yeah, there should be at least also. There was an NBA game th- this week that there was only two refs because there's three in the NBA. Yeah, there was only two refs, and one was one got sick before the game, mm. and and uh, a team lost. Uh, a matter of fact, the 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 Houston versus Boston game, James right. Harden complained that there were only two refs in that game. You shouldn't have played the game. That they should always have a, a replacement referee. You in, shouldn't have played. Yeah, no, you shouldn't play the game. But you know that's crazy that you say that. They shouldn't so play now the game. I'm gonna tell you this. You know. At the table, there's another official at the table. At the scorer's table? Yes. Really? Yes. So why didn't they plug this guy in? What is he I have, doing? I have no idea. <laughs> what there's is he an, doing? There's an official at the table. And you know, most of the time when they want to replay the, replay something, yeah. that's where they go to. Right, right. It's, it's an official at the table. So so, so that should have never happened. Yeah, that's right. He should have been on the floor. They, they should floor. be able to call somebody down to do the table and then have him to come out and do the game. And you wanna, finish the game. You want to hear the best Uncle Fred story when it came to, a, to an official? All right, check this out. So, <laughs> so Uncle Fred, Uncle Fred, we were coaching in a tournament, right? So there was a there's a certain referee, um, who he 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 and Uncle Fred never saw eye to eye, <laughs> right? It was always, and it was always it was never like combative as in like it was like physical or like angry. It was just like who knew more. <laughs> I love telling this story. So one day we were sitting. Uh, we were waiting for the tournament to happen, so the referee shows up early. So we were, we were sitting at the scorers table, ready for teams to come in and people to, people to come in the, in the in the bleachers and all that. So he comes up to Fred. He always Uncle Fred. He always wants to show off to Uncle Fred. He wants because he knows him for the circuit. He knows him for years. He was. Do we want to say his name? Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> is he still? Is he still ref? I'm gonna I'm, I'm respond to this story because really? it's different because. Finish that. Okay, so <laughs> Uncle Fred is sitting there. We we're, we're there chilling. So he comes up to, to Uncle Fred. And he goes, "Hey, he go, Fred, what's good? Out there? Yo, I want to let you know, man. Yo, I've been I've been I've been I've been studying. Now I'm about to start getting my my licensing. I'm about to go out there and get my um my 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 certification to to to, to get into the, the college and NBA refereeing. I'm doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be seeing me out there doing my thing. <laughs> so. Uncle Fred turns to me and goes, "How the hell are the players gonna hear your whistle through the TV when you're sitting on your couch?" That's pretty funny, yo. Yo, the face on the ref just shut down and he just walked away. He just left you. I'm not doing it. I don't read it here from him again. What's the re- what? What report you got from the? It's crazy, cause now, right? He's he's actually um, licensed, you know, the referee high school games and stuff like that. Right, he but he was was he before? He was certified, I believe, but he wasn't on the circuit like that, cause no one really likes him like that. <laughs> no, refereeing is also politics too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't like you. you don't get asshole, yeah, Absolutely. Be. So right now, he actually 
talk to me all the time and he actually give me pointers. I have rough the oh, game with him. Oh, wow. I have good. The game with That's him, a bro. good thing. You see? Like and I play basketball against him and I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so did he like you or did he not like you? <laughs> I never asked that question. You know what it is? Like I said before, when you grow, when you grow up, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You start looking at things differently. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is that I never went back with asking that question. Good. I just move forward. Still you know funny. So what he at right now is where I'm at right now. Still like, funny story. Yo. That's no, it's, you know, he listen. Trust me, he he causes he says his name is Gooseneck. Right? <laughs> his name on court, but I kill him every time we play. Before we go to because I know you got to leave soon. One of the best stories are what's um um homeboy from um um Robeson, the coach that was in Robeson. Not made. You talking about Todd? Todd, Todd. Mm-hmm. was a referee, right? And uh, Uncle Fred has always told me about. Um, he's like, yo, his his his, his jump shot is hammy. Like his is real. Like it's, it was real. Yeah. So. When you look at the kid, it's like, he played ball? Like, he looks like the most gawkiest kid. Like, but can really? I tell you something, honestly? Yeah. I play ball. And I have one of the best jump shots in Williamsburg. Everybody and every, says no, that. No, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. No, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> you, you I, I didn't give myself this nickname. They call me the water gun. And, and then we still play basketball every Sunday in the summer. Mm. And we play four on four half court. It's not nothing big. I'm already 32 years old. You know what they call me but, on the court? You know, it's, you, it is what it is. You know what they call me on the court? The limp dick, because I, I can never go hard. <laughs> That's why you get picked last. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I can open up an invitation to you. We play basketball every Sunday um, at Family Academy during the winter, um, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Let's see that hand. Let's see that hand. Let me see that water gun. Let me see that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let me see that water gun. Let me see that wah. Yeah. Let me see that wah. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's, it's, it's there. It's just like riding a bike. I'll show up two hours before game time and shoot about three hundred jump shots. I'll do that Which is good. because I don't. I don't play Which as much. Good. I don't play as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But when I when I did when I when we play in the summer, we play at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one there. I'm there at eleven thirty, and I put up two hundred jump shots at least because I take it very seriously. <laughs> because listen, I've, I've, I was always the shortest and the most out of shape. So what I'm gonna do? I'm not going to hoe. I gotta shoot. I'm a shooter. <laughs> that, my, me so. was I, I had to pass because I had the googly eyes, so I could I figured I could see the whole court. So that's what yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, he, he had the Jason Kidd look. <laughs> He's a distributor. <laughs> so he I was get telling, it all over. You had the court vision. You had the court vision. <laughs> it was behind me. I was doing backcourt and everything because like, he was open. I was doing all that shit. Oh man! So the, 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 the funny thing was that um Todd Todd was like Todd Miles. Mm-hmm. He yo we would see him. He was reffing, and I was like, Who's this gawky fucking guy. Who the fuck is this dude? Yo. Yeah. One day, we were at the gym, and he's sitting there, and he had his ref shit. He's waiting for the game to come on and waiting around, and Duke was like, you ain't got shit. You ain't got nothing to hit. You know, what the fuck you could do? Some guy was calling him out. Yeah. So, so Todd was like, really? What you want? What, what you want? We'll put some money on it. So, we're on the side. We're on a, the score table, and Fred goes, he's about to jimmy him. He, Uncle Fred was like, he's about to jimmy him yeah. right now. So, I'm like, why? He goes, I'm telling you right now. Watch. Daddy, when I tell you this motherfucker was hitting jump shots from half court, <laughs> from go. fucking half court, like nothing with the ref you, shirt you, on some real funny shit. You like, know what I've learned though now? Like money. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he does that. Yeah, the <laughs> jump like, shot. A jump shot is like riding a bike. If you if you're a good shooter, from almost half court, it's like it riding a bike. Nothing. But you like, know what I've learned? Because I when I played this summer, I was you know we played game sixteen all ones, yeah. and mm-hmm. every game I'd score. Five six points. Right. I'm a scorer. That's what I, I'm a scorer, and I'm not a great defender, but I hustle. So those are my two greatest attributes, right? So 
this summer I was very less effective. And I came to the conclusion that why I was in, if I was scoring maybe two, three points a game. So I'm like, damn, am I, am I declining? Maybe I'm a little bit more out of shape, but I felt the same. I felt okay. You know, I'm playing football right now. I stay playing sports. You know what it was? I came to the conclusion. I'm playing with guys who the older guys are starting to not come, not come, and it's younger guys. So you know what's happening? <laughs> I'm getting less picks to free myself up. Oh, I'm getting man. less picks for open shots. I'm getting less camaraderie. I'm getting less communication. I'm getting less um teamwork. I'm getting more one-on-one play. I'm getting more selfish play. And I think that's what's happening with the younger generation. Yeah. But and and now what's happening now is that. The evolution of the young person's game, which was Kenny Anderson dribble, 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 teardrop to the basket. Yeah. Now it's become dribble, dribble, dribble. Let me shoot a thirty foot three point shot right. because mm-hmm. of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's just different now. So I I anticipate like more of that when I it's play like- this summer. But you know, it's just it's less teamwork and it's more one on one play, and that's a little bit disappointing. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to transition to the news story. I wanted to get Uncle Fred in the stories. I wanted to get him in because he says he wasn't going to get on the mic, and he got on the mic anyway. This is what we do here. So just Daniel, take it away. What we got? Uh, This week's sports, um, Vince McMahon to buy the Carolina Panthers. I'm hoping this occurs. Nobody wants this to happen but you. <laughs> <laughs> he will do. First of all, they'll never let him in. This Thank is you. this is a billionaire's. <laughs> Thank you. This is a billionaire's white boy club, and Vince McMahon is not in that club. I'm sorry, I don't care why how much money he's. You, why would you say no. that? You know why? Because he made his bones on wrestling, and I don't care how much you respect the sport. The real billionaires view it as a childish entertainment. He's I'm sorry. a Republican. It doesn't matter if he's and a no, Republican no, no, or not. Oh, it does. It, 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 I, I'm telling you, he would not. He will not sniff. The ownership of the Carolina. Okay, Panthers. this is why I say he was. First of all, like remember when we talked last week? We talked about that he sold a hundred shares of the WWE product for the XFL thing. Yeah, for, really, for about a hundred million dollars. Right, and I'm really thinking that what he did was he did it because there's a possibility that he's looking at. Hmm, there is a hand that could go into the the, the WWE corporation into the NFL without having to do the XFL. They found a way to do it. And I, 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 I believe that the, the whole conglomerate of the owner society that they have would allow him in because I, I, I told you guys before, you saying no, why would he you, doesn't fit that? Why? I don't how, think so. How does he, fit he fit there's that. a lot of individuals who doesn't fit it. The Carolina Panthers fucking owner no come on come on sexual misconduct has been a part of white old person's history for the past hundred years you see all these people being taken down the only one who is not white is russell simmons oh please how much of that we heard about (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right let's so i i I like vince mcmahon i respect what he's done they will not let him into that club do you think think that this man should be accepted just listen did he i just send breaking news the North Carolina Panthers, okay? North Carolina Panthers. Drunk North, sex. The North Carolina Panthers? Drunk sex. <laughs> up for sale. This is what you do when you're you you, you you're trying to get to wifey. Rock, when you I fuck believe up. it's time to heavy. turn the franchise over French to new ownership. Well, I need to send a message out to everybody in the beautiful state of North Carolina. Um, it's not North Carolina. I will be the best. That NFL was a drunk, owner. a drunk. 
tweet. Yeah, that's you. That's all that was. That's terrible. I will immediately address the Colin Kaepernick situation. I don't think he'll be successful either. To be honest, and put him in a run we'll for next year starting quarterback. It's just competition, baby. It's just competition. But also, I will have the best halftime show. That's what it'll be. It'll be an entertainment. <laughs> that's all he cares. And we will so win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Oh, listen, it's about winning. I got it, baby. It's about so you winning. know, we launching the next generation. Those two people. It's called go. Just Ice. CEO, CEO Combs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that CEO Just? Yeah, is he? CEO is he? Oh, okay, cool. This is why I said I don't think anybody oh, would take him right serious because he fucked it up by this. I would have taken him serious. I would have taken him serious if he didn't do this. King Combs, this energy. But, I would have taken him serious if he didn't do this. Like honestly, like he he owns his own network. Yeah, he's he's paid. He's worth nine hundred and fifty million dollars. Well, what we need to understand is there's a he owns his own rich. fucking vodka company, like, and plus he has outside parties. That now, would if you tell me, now if you came to me and tell me, Jay Z's putting a team together, then I'd believe it. But you know then why? I, then I feel like do, he has a shot. He wouldn't do He wouldn't do niggerish shit like this. Yes, I could say it. He wouldn't do niggerish shit like this. It's bullshit. Jay Z bought. Well, he invested in the, and let's the Nets. Be, no, and let, he let's bought, he, he invested in the Nets. He sold his properties, or whatever the case. Because he got into the um, free agency game, right? The, 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 yeah, he has agent, this, to be agent. But let's yeah. let's let's be clear now. Now let's look at the other side of the coin. There are incompetent white, lily white of owners course. up there. Of course, my Jets, Woody Johnson included. <laughs> okay, there are incompetent owners up there. Okay, Cleveland Browns. What are you doing? You're, you're a billionaire, but yet you're so cheap you can't even hire a general manager. Right. Marvin Lewis, you're pushing him out when this man has been there 15 years, even though he hasn't won a playoff game, but you've basically made him the general manager. How many talented players has he found? While he has to be the coach as well. He found A.J. Green. He found Tyler Eifert. He drafted Joe Mixon. He brought in Pac-Man Jones. He took on these rebels. He found the talented players. He brought in Giovanni Bernard. He brought in Andy Dalton. You know what I'm saying? You've asked him to do multiple jobs and he succeeded at it, but you won't, you won't even pay his staff. His staff is the least paid job, the least paid staff in the NFL. You won't even give them raises. And that's why he's going to walk away at the end of the season. And this so is there's why, a lot of incompetent owners out and there. Th- and this is, and this is why I'm bringing him in as the co-host for TRSS. I must put What else you got? The numbers. You have to hear two teams to locate to Oakland. <laughs> To, to locate to Oakland after the Oakland Raiders locate to the Vegas? Well, they go to Vegas, and now Oakland is looking for two teams. Well, not even two teams. Two teams that actually are looking to go to Oakland. One of the teams is the Tennessee Titans. AJ, stop. I can hear you. Why are all these NFL teams moving? Leave them the hell where they are. Well, because, listen, Tennessee is not a big market fucking place. And then the other team that's looking well, to Well, Tennessee... The Tennessee Volunteers, the college team, has college. one of the biggest fan bases in, in in college. But this is the problem. It's you have to take in 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 the in the full idea is that there's certain towns is or, or, or county states whatever. I don't it is, like it. That, I don't like that. Oakland's there moving. are there are only college affiliated. That's what they. And do. let me tell you one thing. I gamble. Mm-hmm. I gamble. A lot of times, you know, I win. Mm-hmm. 
The NFL is against gambling, but yet mm-hmm. they're going to have a team stationed in Las Vegas. What kind of hypocrisy is that? What's that about? You think that's really going to shift anything? It's just the premise of you being against gambling, but yet you promote fantasy football, and yet you want to have a team in Las Vegas. That's hypocrisy. Well, Legalize gambling and let it go. Well, you already seen you you you've already seen that um uh, the NBA is open to the whole gambling thing. So what yeah, but the mean? NBA has always been the most progressive sports franchise. Okay, they understand how to market their players. They put their faces on commercials and all that. They've always been ahead of the curve on that. It's just more people play and bet on football. The other team and that's the only lo- reason football is more popular is because people gamble on it. The other team that's looking to possibly make a move is the Jacksonville Jaguars to Oakland. Why? I like Jacksonville. I used to live in Jacksonville. Do you think they have a big market to stay there? No, no, but you don't need a big market <laughs> nowadays. You could live in Timbuktu. There's social media. But Jacksonville has nothing. They don't have college teams. Nothing. They have Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> what Listen, you, what you saying, Uncle Bro? They should stay. Dead ass. Well, right now why, they should stay why, because why move and do something else, and then at the end of the day, because right now they're going to be a big progressive team because right yes. now they look really good. So yes. now there's a there's a there, so there's going to be a market for yeah. them to get them. But um, you can't handle the truth. Next up, Johnny Manziel is eligible to play in the CFL. Congratulations to Johnny Manziel. He's actually going to probably be relevant if he wants to play the game. Put your hands together for Johnny Manziel. Shit. Johnny Manziel is absolutely garbage. He's one of the he's one of the best players I've seen in college. He was a quarterback that can scramble. He completely tore apart Nick Saban in Alabama, but he was too cocky. Boy, humble yourself. College is not the NFL. The game moves up at a completely different speed. And not only was he trash, he went to the worst franchise that you can ever go to. And when when you when you get blessed in life, when you command and make a certain amount of money, why don't you try being humble? He got drafted and he the first thing he did was the money sign. He he deserves and gets everything that's coming to him. I hope he matures that he as he as he gets older and gets a shot. But for right now, stay your ass in the Canadian well, football be, league. Yeah, well leave him there. That's fine. He's he's gonna be the the, the white rapper in Canada. Let him be. And may I suggest the footing of your ass? Harrison signs with the New England Patriots, leaving Pittsburgh. Come on, you gotta say something about this. I I love Harrison. I love Harrison. Oh yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Okay, good. I love Harrison. One of the hardest working men. I I could go pee right now. Hold on, you guys could debate this. Harrison is one of the most hardest working NFL athletes that I've ever seen. His gym regimen is insane, Mm -hmm. and I respect anyone who works hard. Okay, that being said, I have no problem with him signing with the Patriots. You know why? Because these companies, essentially, which is what they are, these football organizations, these sports teams, the moment you are done, they will cut you. Mm -hmm. There's no loyalty there. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for player movement and going wherever the hell you want to go. You want to go to the rival? Go ahead. You want to make your money? You want a chance at a ring? Go ahead. I I think you should be loyal to your family. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than that, play your heart out for the for the team that that drafted you or signed you. But when it's time to go, when it's your time to move on, go wherever you want to go. I'm not mad at him neither. I mean, I wish that the situation could have been better. I know that when they when they let him go, it's for a reason. <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> well, they signed them back because they say, well, he he wanted to leave because he's. He wasn't getting playing yeah, time. time. But remember, he left a few years ago and signed with the Cincinnati mm. Bengals and yes. was there a couple of years. Yes. So he came back. 
you know, he left because he wasn't getting playing time. I mean, when you think you can play, you, you should play. But you look at him. He still had like he looks he physically he looks like he's fit, but he's not game fit all the time. No, like, I, realize, get, I get that. that like, I his get body that. Is, I get that. But is there anything that anybody sat there and said like? Are you, yeah, you ma- are you mad for him for signing with a rival? I am. Uh, you are, of course, because you're a Steelers yes, fan. Of course, you could do that, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, for me, it's it, like I said, it's no different if fucking Kevin Durant did it. Like, it's no different. It's no different than I, I'm all for a player you know, movement. Than Kyrie Irving did it. Yeah, I'm all for a player movement. But who was it? It wasn't that he called fucking the Patriots and said, "I want to play for you." The Patriots called and said, "I'm going to scoop you up." And but who you know said they did that? But who says that his playing time is going to be the same? No, and that's also set already. They said like he might not play no more than ten plays on defense. Right now, so, if you go over there and you start saying, "Well, the paid, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers run this and this and that," mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Let Belichick work for his money. Let Brady work for his money. Right, right. But if you go there and say Belichick, I'm not here to tell you when he plays. I'm not here to tell you any stories. I just want to play. Then I think he has every right to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I get that. That's what I said. But I also think the other monsters that um, the NFL is different from from any other sport because you could put him in schemes. There's different schemes that you could put them in. I think it's, especially with that. You can put him in a third and long or whatever the case may be or whatever. He plays better, which is fine. But as for loyalty, mm-hmm. I don't think Pittsburgh fucking honored him. I really don't. I really don't think so. They, Remember, they let him walk they, before. They, they, uh, they did honor him as much as they could. But the, the situation with that is that right now, the defense has never been where they at right now, bro. Holy. They have two... And why let go of Harrison when you don't I, even know when you're getting back Shazier? Because Shazier made no, that Shazier's defense run. Exactly, but yeah. you can, but you you're not gonna transition nobody else into that middle linebacker spot because there's nobody that can do that. That's mm-hmm. true. He's a he's a he's an in rusher, but they have two in rushers: T.J. Watt, Dupree. Yeah, and right. they have two interior. By the way, T.J. Watt, rookie of the year. I don't give a fuck. But it's kind of tough now. Yeah. Now we play a better year. defense now. So it's kind of hard for him to play because he can't change from rushing and not defending. I don't mind the move. Could he have stayed and kind of been a mentor? Maybe. But you know you what? Right I, have, I have no problem with a player being selfish and looking after his own playing time and his own career because these owners and these teams are not loyal to you. They won't be. The, mo- the moment you can't play, you're done. You're cut. Then what? Holy crap. Next up. Possible NFL playoff picture. So let's talk about this. Right now, as the playoff stands today, you have New England in the AFC, you have New England and Pittsburgh on a bye. Okay? So you would have Jacksonville playing Tennessee. Please, Tennessee, lose this weekend so the Chargers could get in. They're much more interesting than you. But right now, <laughs> Jacksonville will host a home game versus Tennessee. They will beat Tennessee. Cause super, not so super Mariota doesn't even talk in the huddle. I don't even, I, yo, I don't even hear him anymore. No, he's too, not even anymore. He's too I've nonverbal never, for me. I, yo, yo, let me tell you, I like him, but I always say like he's never, he's not anywhere. Like he's it's, no, they're pretenders. They need, do, they need a new coaching ever, staff. Is he? Does he have a, a fucking sponsorship or anything? Well, he's a little banged up this year. He can't run, so it limits his but mobility. I, but is he, he sponsored by somebody? Like, I've never heard him. Like, put, he should be like, like the sponsor for milk. Like, I've never heard of him for do anything. No, because he's too blah. He's too bland. 
Nobody wants to hire him to do a commercial. Soy milk should be the fucking... (laughs) But the interesting game in the wild card round that could happen as it stands, Kansas City hosting Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Now, now Baltimore has been a little bit boring. That's a huge game. That's a huge game. Baltimore's been a little boring, right? Okay, they're boring. But Flacco always shows up in the playoffs. Of course, yeah. He always plays well in the playoffs. And you have Kansas City, who's been up and down ever since they lost their Pro Bowl safety. They... They have mm-hmm. Eric Berry, who's who's a tremendous player. Yeah. They that defense hasn't been the same all year. Okay, so I can see Baltimore even going into Pittsburgh and winning that game. That game will be a complete toss up to me. Let, we'll we'll see what happens there. Now we shift over to the NFC, and Philadelphia is holding strong with Minnesota at the at the two bye weeks. Now, LA Rams are in place. And the New Orleans, um, New Orleans Saints are in place. If they win, they could get it. But right now, Philly and Minnesota, first round buys. Right now, you have LA Rams going, hosting a home game against Atlanta. Who benefits? All, all Atlanta got to do is win, and they're in. But who benefits? Who benefits for the for the for the the home field straight through? Who benefits for the home field straight through? Well, right now, because they're missing their Carson Wentz, Philadelphia benefits. Minnesota plays in a dome. Mm. They benefit on on turf. I think they benefit. And Minnesota, interesting. You got to watch them. They, they can, can go, play a Super they can, Bowl at home. They can go through the whole playoffs, including the Super Bowl at home. That yeah. benefits them. But to because me, it's never happened. there's no team that benefits more from playing at home than New England. Okay. The New England. They 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 benefit the most. That that crowd is insane. It's cold playing in Foxborough. Pittsburgh screwed snow. up. It's Pitt- gonna snow. It's gonna snow. Oh, it's gonna snow. Pittsburgh screwed yeah. up a couple of weeks ago. If if that playoff game was in Pittsburgh, I might have decided to take Pittsburgh. But if it's in New England, I'm not betting against Belichick and Brady. Uncle Fred, what was your thoughts about that that um that that call that the catch bro. play catch that was play a touchdown. This is what I think of the catch. By the rule, it wasn't a catch because you have to complete the catch going to the ground. But I feel in red zone situations, once that ball crosses the plane, the play is dead. It's a touchdown. So, man, and so I think it should be changed. So two weeks prior to that, that you say that, right? Because we have that footage. Because mm-hmm. they have that in the NFL, right? Le'Veon Bell crossed the, crossed the plane of the, of the fucking end zone, right? Mm-hmm. And lost the ball. I, right? That's the, that t- no, is no. that a carry or is that a no, receiving they, play? No, they called it to the other team, was it a, a touchback to the other team. No. Uh, was it a carry or was it a carry? It was a carry. It was a carry or a receiving play? It was a carry. It's a carry. My thought process is the only thing you have to do as any fucking officer player is break the plane. The NFL has been around for yes. X amount of years. Break yes. the plane. How yes. do we not yeah. have- Jesse James broke the plane. The play should be dead once you break the plane. And I agree to that. This is my whole thing. The NFL has been around for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. How do we not have a legitimate lockdown fucking ruling on catches? This is ridiculous. Well, the rule has changed, it's changed. throughout yeah, several it, years. It's changed. It's, it has changed. And, and the NFL's completely botched this. Make it simple. The Des Bryant catch against Seattle a couple years in the playoffs was a goddamn catch. catch. Right. I don't care what yes, you tell me. It was okay? a goddamn catch. You know what I'm saying? It's a catch. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you if you want to keep that rule that the ground you have to maintain possession throughout the ground, I understand that it makes sense. But once you cross the plane, the pl- the play should be dead. Mm-hmm. And another rule that I hate, Derek Carr the other week, and it's happened a couple times this mm-hmm. year. If a guy's running to go to the end zone and he fumbles it and it falls into the end zone, 
He's trying to make a play. Don't punish him that the other team gets the ball and now you're even out of exactly, field goal. Exactly, right. Punish, yeah. punish him that, you know what, if you do that, your team keeps the ball, but we put it back at the 20. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't fucking take the possession away. Yeah, exactly. And penalize a, a player for trying to make a great play. These right. are athletes. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Interestingly enough, if, if the playoffs finish today, LA Rams hosting Atlanta and the New Orleans Saints would be hosting Carolina in the Superdome. In the Superdome, that's I might nice, give the edge to nice, Breeze. That's a nice playoff game right there. That, the, the, the playoffs are shaping up to be really, really good. Yeah, exactly. What else we got? Uh, I got one more for you. Uh, anonymous source from the Giants calls, I wrote this down just for you, calls Eli Apple the worst teammate ever. Well, they said that. He, well, first of all, I knew this was leading up. I knew this was a, a problem that's going to lead up because... Uh, a year or two, uh, him him coming in as a rookie, his mother and family was very integral in fucking his progression in the transition. Yeah, so much that they had, uh, I believe, like the managerial and the and all the the the, the status group had to uh, what is he going to cipher through them, cipher through them, and from them they weren't happy about it. Mind you, Eli Apple's a decent fucking uh, secondary player. You know, you you he's good. He's all right. But you know, you've had three defensive backs suspended this year on the Giants: Rogers, Cromartie, Collins, and now Apple. And now Apple. The inmates are running, running the fucking. But my whole thing is that (laughs) no, no, no. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But and mind, and didn't I tell you earlier? I said I was happy because we had a secondary that actually could play, and now now, they're all getting fucking suspended. They hired a new GM. Mm. Gettleman. Yeah. And I think that um he'll be all right. Who's your choice for coach for the Giants if you had a choice? <sighs> wow. Mm. Give me one give me one your best case scenario. Who would you hire? Right Anybody now, right now? Right now. Yeah. Gruden. Yes. John Gruden. Do Absolutely. you agree with that? Absolutely. I think Gruden's a little over. I think he's made for TV. He's been out the game ten years. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He's been wait, out wait, the game wait, ten wait, years. Wait, 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 wait. Bring to the to what they need. Wait, it's discipline right and, off the bat. And right off the pulse, and you like you talking about that the Giants need a quarterback. He's a quarterback coach. You could get him right off the pulse, and you could get the quarterback that's coming out of the college uh, out of the college scene, okay. and you'll get him. Gruden is probably the better fucking. The I like I like Gruden. I think he's made for TV. I think he was a bit overrated. He won a team with um Tony Dungy's defense that he built out in Tampa, and. You know, he kind of got lightning in a bottle. As soon as he won that Super Bowl, the team regressed, and he winded up ultimately walking away from Tampa. But I think he's a little bit overrated as a coach. He's been out the game but for 10 years. But even so, the coaching field is not as big as no, it used to be. You know who I would call if I was the Giants? You know who would be – I'm not a Giants fan. You know who would be – who my first phone call would be if I was a Giants fan? But Parcel is not coming out anymore. Who are you going to say? That's actually pretty good. No, I would call Nick Saban from Alabama. He's not coming out. Not I would call him. He's not coming out. do that. But I'm just saying out. what my first you know phone call would money, be. But you know how much money he's making? He's not coming out. If you call Nick Nick Saban, remember, Nick Saban, he's a man me. like that, a man like that who's had all who's had all the success. What does you he think about next? He thinks about legacy. He thinks about legacy. You offer him six, seven million a year His while he's first... making in Alabama. You give him three percent ownership, right? And you give him general manager. His Remember, first venture he, in the NFL was a bust. He why was it a bust? It. No, no, no. Why was it a bust? Because they picked Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. You put Drew Brees on Miami, that legacy of that Who team could have been it? way better. Saban. 
Yeah. Because because John exactly. Cole paper 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 wise or, and, and, and skill wise, he was way better than him. Yeah, but because Drew Brees had this shoulder yes. issue, that's why he's way and he's taller. He's more fucking. He's more like. But it turned his, out to be the wrong decision. Prototype. But that's what I'm saying. Saban is not going to leave. He knows where his bread is. I'm just saying who my first choice would be. He knows his bread. All right. Looking at what do you want to get, Marvin Lewis, right now? No, I'm just saying what no, my first choice. That, that would be my first phone call. What's gonna happen? And to- John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, the one in Michigan, whichever one that is. Oh, the, the the Harbaugh brother. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of uh, the Giants quietly love Michigan type of players and um uh, uh, um yeah uh, offense type. Guards. They do no no they're, off, they're, no, but there's an offense type. But also offense type. Um, uh, the, the like the big office. Mm. They like. Like Michigan type of deal, but he do it quietly. But <clears throat> Hallbrook is not going to take that. He's not going to take it now. I think the bigger bet right now is if they're going to if they're, they're going to keep Spagnano, they'll either look for um um um. Gruden. They're not going. They're not going to keep Spagnano. Why not? They're too high profile of a team, the New York Giants. No, please. I. You know what? We're going to be the disasters in the next two years, and I know it's going to be that. Hold way. on, before you transition, you know that Eli Apple mother. Is a journalist, right? I was about to say that you was you fucked up or some shit like that. Well, he's she's so gonna, she's going to be writing about her son on another team after this year. Never do that. Giggity, this giggity. Is why that, that's giggity. why they're so in, involved yeah. so much with her because she's involved. Giggity giggity, giggity goo. Stick I around. You gotta go. Yes, I gotta go. Um, Happy New Year's. 2017 comes to an end. I'm gonna read you a little bit of my corny synopsis before oh, you I had, go. Oh, you got it this week. Yeah, I got it this oh, week. Oh, yeah. I got something this week. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm oh, a little corny. If we got some skits, maybe we could edit it later. But, no, um, wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I, you should have told me that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Let me tell you. Make sure you check us out on all social I took out. I, I didn't work the last half hour of my job just to, to do this. Oh, so. I didn't, oh shit. <laughs> I've done this a few times. Just bear with me real quick. I just want to make sure you check us out on all social media. I'll check us out on the TRSS pages at Facebook. It's a like a group page. Make sure you check us out there. Check us out on the regular season's podcast on Instagram. Check us out on the YouTubers at TRSS Terminal Tabloid, as well as on Twitter at all W J Santi. And I'm going to play. I'm going to play you in. Play, play, play. play just, just, just go. Just go. Just go. All right. It's not the national anthem, but if you want, take a knee. As I digress about the biggest sports stories of 2017. New England Patriots, Atlanta Falcons, 28-3. The largest deficit overcome in Super Bowl history. Some say it was luck. I say Brady and Belichick are the best. It's funny how luck happens when you're prepared and have a process. A show, a spectacle... The greatest hype train ever, Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Conor McGregor. A man who never boxed versus one who couldn't read. Generated over 400 million in revenue. Can you believe? World Series champs, the Astros, did you see? What a gift for the people of Houston after Hurricane Harvey. On a lighter note, the United States soccer team makes me sick, missing their first World Cup since 1986. You could suck a dick. College basketball is a sleazy business. The feds, they fear. It's been a corrupt process my whole life, year after year. 
Kevin Durant is now the best winning a chip in the Bay. <laughs> nah, just kidding. 15 years in, LeBron's still the best today. But let's not be in such a hurry to dismiss Steph Curry and sift a little deeper into the rubble. I'll take Steph's unselfish stardom any day over Russell Westbrook and his triple-doubles. Another ring for the Penguins under Sid the Kid's tenure. It's too bad nobody watches hockey and doesn't even remember. The circus is in town. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Sorry, that's gone. I was talking about LeVar Ball and his family. Bars. Russian athletes sanctioned. U.S. officials imprisoned. The Olympics are a mess. Let's hope this year's story goes back to who's the best of the best. I'm sorry, Mr. President, but these SOBs have the right to kneel. Civil liberties have been fought for on several battlefields. Without a job, Kaepernick has donated over 900000 to the social justice cause. Please, let him play football next year. He's better than most backups, despite his flaws. A shout out to my Knicks. Who have me watching and feeling reborn. Finally, we have a true star in the making. Porzingis, the unicorn. Throw your hands up. And if your team has you down, there's always hope next year that they'll turn it around. Unless, of course, your favorite team is the Cleveland Browns. That's it. And he's out. <laughs> See you next year, guys. Can't answer it no better than that. Yo. Can't answer it no that was than amazing. That. It's funny because I told you what. Wow. He did amazing. Just Dan, you guys. Make sure, make sure you guys uh, check us out on all social media outlets. Major TRSS Podcast.com. We out of here. Check you guys on the sec. On to 2018. Latest. The regular season sportscast. With your host, Jay the Red Santee. Season Sports Cast.